This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, they are coming to America. Yes, they are. Two uh, prominent figures in the news these days. SBF has uh, waived extradition. Couldn't take any more of the rats and the maggots and the buckets full of poop in his uh, Bahamian prison cell. So he will be heading to the U.S. to face charges. He's facing 115 years in prison, and we're hoping he gets every single one. Also today, Vladimir Zelensky, he's coming to America. God, are the politicians in D.C. going to slobber all over him? He's uh, heading to D.C. to get his Christmas gift from the U.S. taxpayers, another $45 billion. Uh, that's part of this insane omnibus bill. We'll go through it, by the way. We got some, we got some of the things your tax money will be spent on during this Christmas season as you're trying to pay the bills. Just be happy that you'll be spending 3.6 million on a Michelle Obama hiking trail in Atlanta. And if you think that's the most outrageous waste of your money, it's not even close. And never let it be said that the, uh, the Democrat House, before they hand over the gavel, is not tackling the big issues of the day. They voted to release Donald Trump's tax return. Six years. And I'm going to tell you why I like this. I'm all in on this. Um, speaking of wasting your taxpayers' time and money, Boston Mayor Michelle Wu had a big announcement. She's getting things done. She's going to require closed captioning on all uh, TVs and bars and restaurants in the city. And I have to ask, whoever listens to the TV in a bar, I don't remember anyone ever listening to a bar, listening to a TV in a bar, but hey, she uh, she thinks this is important. Another uh, Massachusetts politician, a congressman, explains why he's not gonna give back the money that he got from SBF, the tussle-haired scumbag. It's, you won't believe the explanation. It's just nuts. And KJP, Karinja Jean-Pierre, wants you to believe that January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And I'm going to tell you where KJP was on 9-11, which apparently she didn't notice, but it's just incredible. We'll get to that and lots more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, it's almost, Christmas is almost here, but you still have time to become a holiday hero. Yes, you got this, uh, you get that tough to buy person on your list. Well, I got a solution that will be sure, that will go over well, go over big. They'll love it. Everybody loves it. Omaha Steaks, they put put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for that tough to buy person on your list Easy, go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off state uh, site-wide, plus use code word JERRY at checkout to get an additional 40% off your order. It's got everything you need. Perfect uh, butcher's cut fillets, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers. Don't wait. Order today. Beat the shopping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code JERRY at checkout. Take advantage of 50% off statewide and uh, an extra $40 off your order when you use code word Jerry. Minimum order may be required. And while you're while you're shopping, while you're getting all your shopping done on your computer, get some uh, Callahan coffee. Go to callahancoffee.com. Uh, I'm sure, I'm guarantee, guarantee everyone will love it. Everybody loves it. I love it. Uh, all right, I'm going to try to, you know, squeeze this show in between my uh, TV appearances. You know, I'm a busy guy <laughs> there. I, 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 
I feel like Mike Lindell or, or William Devane. I'm, 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 uh, if you're watching Newsmax, you're seeing me like on every show, which is fun. It's, it's been fun. I was on last night with, uh, Jen Pellegrino and, uh, she, uh, she does a good job. I'm a big Jen Pellegrino fan now. Uh, we had a, we had fun, but, uh, they're, they're putting me out there. I got a couple more appearances today. I'll be tweeting them out when I'm on there, but, uh, we had fun talking about Liz Warren. One of my favorite topics that, uh, that always goes over big people hate Liz Warren <laughs> around the country. They can't believe we send that phony to DC, but, uh, you know, it's what we do. We'll get to get in and, and, and man, <laughs> some of the, <laughs> You know what we got today? We got scoundrels. We have scoundrels from all over the place. We got SBF coming back to the states to face charges. We got a congressman who won't give the money back. The the money he got from SBF, which was stolen funds, stolen money. And he says, not giving it back. I'm keeping it. You won't believe why. But we have to start with our visitor to, uh, to the United States. That would be Vladimir Zelensky. And uh, it's going to be nauseating watching all the politicians and media people just fawn over him for however long he's here. I think it's appropriate that he's here. He's getting another $45 billion, which will take him over $100 billion in, uh, in gifts from you, the American taxpayer, to protect their border. A reminder, Donald Trump, the last time the government shut down, the federal government was 2018. And it shut down because the Congress refused to give Trump $5 billion to build a wall. $5 billion to build a wall. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. But $100 billion for Ukraine's border is A-OK. And if you, if you disagree, if you uh, resist, then you are a Putin puppet. You're working for Putin. Um, but I got it. We got to play this because I mean, there's a lot of scoundrels. Let's be honest. There's a lot of snakes in D.C. There's more snakes. There's more. There's more rats and maggots in D.C. than there was in that Bahamian jail where they were holding SBF. But this sound, this cut, this statement from the uh, minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, who has to be the single most unpopular politician in the country. There, there, there are politicians probably facing you know, criminal charges out there, uh, you know, stealing money, whatever, uh, you know, uh, molesting their, their secretary. There's nobody <laughs> less popular. No, mo- nobody less likable. Talk about punchable faces. I'm not sure where the face begins. It kind of starts like halfway up his chest and goes up to the, there's like no chance. I don't think he could, uh, I don't think he could ever play violin because there'd be nowhere to put it. You know, I mean, how does he, Fold a pillowcase, or how does he put the pillow in the pillowcase? You can't usually you tuck it under your chin. He can't do that, poor guy. Maybe that's why he's such a miserable human being. But this is an actual cut from yesterday, an actual statement into the mic where the the leader of the Republicans in the Senate tells you what he thinks is the top priority for Republicans. Hell, the top priority for anyone. And he thinks it's not you know, our Southern border. And we've seen the video, we've seen it's uh, the, the catastrophe of the border inflation. People are having a tough time paying their bills, buying their gifts. Uh, you got crime in the inner cities. You got, you got, you know, indoctrination of our kids in schools. I mean, you got problems, real problems in this country. 
uh, right now and they're getting and lots of them are just getting worse. And what is the top priority for this man, the most powerful Republican in D.C., at least for the moment? Let's listen. And, and you have to hear it to believe it. Go ahead, play it. Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now. According to most Republicans, that's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Okay. I, I think I heard that right. In fact, I have it, the transcript in front of me. I have to go through it uh, again to believe it. Providing assistance for Ukrainians to defeat the Russians is the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. Now, that that is uh, not true. It's factually incorrect. Every poll you look at, it's not even close to the top priority. Right now, he's he's saying this on the day they roll out this 4,155-page pork-barreled omnibus bill. And again, we'll go over some of the, the highlights. But there's nobody. I mean, nobody. There's plenty of people who support Ukraine. I understand that. You want to defeat Russia and decimate Putin. I got lots of uh, responses when I tweeted about this and called this insane. But nobody considers it the top priority. The top priority, a war 5,000 miles away is a top priority from someone sitting in whatever, Ohio or, or Arizona or Colorado or Boston. Yes, I got lots of issues. You know, I'm in trouble paying the bills and I'm seeing whatever my southern border and all kinds. And the thing I'm most concerned with is Ukraine. You want to support Ukraine, send them whatever missiles, Patriot, even if you want to give them 100 billion, which we've done, and or more. You cannot classify it as the top priority, and you can't do it now when people are looking at this spending bill saying, can't we just wait, wait a few weeks? He, this is so, this is scandalous. Mitch McConnell is cutting the Republicans' knees out from under him. The Republicans take over the House in a couple weeks. Kevin McCarthy, we think, will be majority leader. If they do this, they are powerless until next fall to do anything about the Biden uh, reckless spending. And the reason to do it is what? There is no reason. If he gets this done, if they pass this, Mitch McConnell will be the single most unpopular politician in the history of this this country. He will be hated. He will be mocked and ridiculed. I mean, maybe he'll get invited to all the right parties and maybe Biden will... Uh, you know, reward him with uh, with something. I don't know, something for his district, something for his state. But the idea that any Republican, any, thinks it's the number one priority is absolute madness. It's not arguable, debatable. It's madness. There is no poll anywhere, none, that shows this is the top priority, particularly when we have a $31.5 trillion debt and they're spending money on uh, well, let's see, on 11 million on LBGTQ pro, uh, pro, uh, projects and spending money on border security in this bill. I, I'll get to it. There's so much here. 410 million for border security. You think that's good? <clears throat> Sounds good to me. Border security for Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Oman. 
We're spending your money, your hard-earned money on border security for Tunisia. That's because of this guy, this, this, this snake we just played you. This is, this is a priority for Mitch McConnell. This is the greatest example of a swamp, the deep state, the, 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 the dirty, filthy stuff going on in D.C. It is writ large. It is up in lights. Speaking of lights, I wanted to mention this. I, I, do you have Christmas lights up at home, Ironhead? You, uh, you, you all celebrating the season? Some string lights, not nothing crazy. Okay, yeah, so we got them. My, my wife is all in, but uh, not for not oh, for one hour. This is a thing. I think it started in England. Boris Johnson announced he's participating. They're calling it uh, tonight in uh, in London. Is hour for Ukraine? You're supposed to shut your Christmas lights off for one hour to uh, I don't know what support <laughs> support Ukraine. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I don't think anyone's going to do that in the U S I think lots of people support Ukraine. Lots of people are rooting for them. Lots of people were offended and upset at the, at the aggression of Putin and would like to see Putin crippled. But the idea that we're just going to keep spending, putting good money after bad, sending missiles, sending Patriot missile batteries till the end of time is insane. Here's what has to happen when he comes here and uh, meets with all his his uh, benefactors. Uh, by the way, I, I just tweeted out this story. Uh, he's coming here with a purpose. Uh, let me find it. He's coming here with the intention to explain why the hundred billion is not enough. <laughs> oh my god! Hundred billion is not enough. Oh, that ex- uh, that explains shutting the lights off. Then everyone saves a little bit on their electric bill, and then they give all the savings back to Zelensky. Here's uh, this is from Byron York. It's pretty good DC reporter for the Washington Examiner. Zelensky is apparently prepared to tell Congress that whatever the whatever the U.S. has given Ukraine, forty five billion in new aid now under consideration is not enough from the associated, this is from, he links to the Associated Press story. He said on Tuesday, Zelensky made a daring trip to what he called the hottest spot on the 1,300 kilometer front lines, the city of Bakhmut. Uh, In a video released by his office, Zelensky was handed a Ukrainian flag and alluded to delivering it to U.S. lawmakers. Quote, the guys handed over a beautiful flag with their signatures to pass it on. We're not in an easy situation. The enemy is increasing its army. Our people are braver and need more powerful weapons. We will pass it on to the boys in Congress and to the president. We're grateful for their support, but it is not enough. It is a hint. It is not enough. That's the message you're going to hear when he speaks to Congress, before he goes to the Palm or uh, the Capitol Grill or wherever, and has all these uh, lawmakers and uh, media people fawning over him in his too tight green T-shirt, he's going to say $100 billion, not enough. <laughs> that's not going to go over well, despite what Mitch McConnell says. I do not believe that's going to go over well in, uh, in middle America or most of America. But, hey, I think they've given up. I don't think these people care. I think, you know, the, the, you know, the Democrats made it to the midterms, did better than anyone thought. The Republicans are, are, are playing along. Mitch McConnell's perfectly content to be in the minority and, and just be a, you know, be a hero to the swamp creatures. He doesn't care about Kentucky. He doesn't care about America. He cares about, uh, you know, his fellow swamp creatures and they're going to, 
shower Zelensky with money and love. And uh, the war is going to go on forever. I'll be curious, as always, to hear if anybody talks about peace, if anybody talks about peace talks, if Zelensky, certainly Biden won't. He doesn't want peace. He's got some money. He's got a lot more money laundering to do. Um, But the idea that you're just going to keep spending money and sending weapons in and, you know, I'll say it again, I've been saying it for 10 months and Ukraine will win. They're going to win. And Putin's going to wave a white flag and literally call his truth back and literally say, Hey, we gave it a shot. We failed. We move on. Let's, uh, you know, where's the next Olympics or world cup. Let's, let's get back to you know, getting along is nuts. It, it doesn't work that way. You need somebody, someone who's with some guts, to stand up and say, time to talk peace, time to settle this. Let's have a meeting in whatever, Switzerland or Qatar, get people around the table and settle this. And and every time I talk about that or tweet about that, people say, oh, sure, he killed or whatever, 100,000 Ukrainians wrecked cities, and now you're just going to surrender. No, you're not going to surrender. You're going to declare victory and, and, and make peace. The idea that this somehow there's some good at the end of this spending at the end of this killing that somehow there'll be some wonderful victory parade down the streets of Kiev with Zelensky waving to the people, just end it, end it, stop sending them money, stop enabling them End this madness. But I don't have my hopes up. I think uh, they're all going to be, you know, have their hands out and they're all just going to be slobbering over him and saying he's the next Churchill and it's going to be sickening. But not nearly as sickening as this uh, spending bill, which I really don't understand. I've been reading about it. I swear to God, this, this makes no sense. This makes no sense. I realize Mitch McConnell's a snake and a swamp creature and just one of the worst people in Washington, but he's never going to live this down. If, if they pass this bill, this $2 trillion omnibus spending bill, and again, just stab the Republicans in the back, he will go down as just a villain forever. The idea that this is good for anybody is insane. But uh, I know we've done this before. I know we've done this for, for years and years. But this, this it's just mind-boggling how, how callous these men, these people, these women, these D.C. snakes are with our money. The, uh, they, they, they roll out this bill. They literally pull it into Congress on a, on a, like a red wagon because it's 4,100 pages long and it, uh, 40, and it weighs whatever, you know, like 75 pounds and you can't pick it up. You can't go through it. You can't read it. You get like a day and nobody reads it. And nobody cares. But there were a couple of heroes on this day, including a guy named Dan Bishop, Republican from, uh, North Carolina, who did a tweet thread of all the pork and all the waste. Mind-boggling. The stuff, we're in a recession, inflation's out of control, people are, again, struggling to pay their bills, and they say, here's a good idea. Let's spend $2 million on great blacks in wax. That would be a wax museum for great black Americans. (laughs) No problem. You want to start a museum of great black Americans? Go nuts. Why does some you know hardworking taxpayer in in Oregon or in Massachusetts or Maine or wherever have to pay for that? Who thinks that's a good idea? Nobody. But they don't give a damn. It just 
incredible how, uh, is this some of the good stuff here? Why don't you pick me out your favorite iron head on that's, uh, well, the favorite you alluded to in the uh, the intro of the show, the uh, Michelle Obama Trail. <laughs> Michelle Obama. Why is the Michelle Obama Trail in Atlanta? What, what is it? $3.6 million. And the congressman who introduced this is Hank Johnson. That's that moron who thought that Guam would tip over because we put so many soldiers and uh, Marines on the island. He asked somebody under oath, is there a risk of the of the island tipping over? But it just—it's endless. This 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 pork, this this waste—it's like an insult. It really is. You just say, you know, is uh, the best part probably if you want to be infuriated. The bill expressly prohibits the uh, border patrol funding from being used to improve border security. Uh, the, the, the funds should be used to acquire, maintain, or extend border security technology and capabilities, except for technology and capabilities to improve border patrol processing. They will not let you, they will not spend the money to secure our border, but again, 410 million for border security in Jordan, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, and Amman. Uh, Three million for a LBGTQ museum in New York city. What? what? I mean, again, how is that constitutional that you spend taxpayer money for a museum to honor LBGTQ people? (laughs) I wish people were more engaged. Maybe they think they could slide this through because it's Christmas and people are, you know, preoccupied with other things with, I don't know, NFL playoffs and parties and everything else. But shouldn't they have to explain? Shouldn't they have time to read it? Shouldn't they have to stand before Congress or stand before America and, and explain it, justify it that you, uh, that you're going to spend any money. I wouldn't care if it was 10 bucks. Okay. Taxpayers, you're going to have a, an, a museum, to honor people who are, who have sex with people of the same sex. <laughs> oh, if our ancestors could see it now, it's just, it's just mind boggling that that is not just acceptable, but celebrated. And you watch, they're going to threaten to shut the government down if they don't pass a bill they didn't read. And if you object, if you question like Rand Paul's doing, do we have Rand Paul, by the way? He's a hero at this time of year. He really is. He just refuses to play along. He refuses to give in. Uh, let me get that. I got, I got a whole bunch more of these. Uh, I got, there's a few, few threads out there of uh, people uh, putting together the most outrageous, insane things that, uh, uh, that are in this bill that are being spent, that are, uh, that are it's going to pass, by the way. This was released after midnight, 4,155 pages. And uh, nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to care. They're just going to say, hey, I got earmarks. I got something. Uh, the 35 million every year from 2023 to 2027 for the Patrick Leahy Lake Champlain Basis Program. Renaming the Lake Champlain Basis Program after Leaky Leahy, that old fossil from Vermont, that's $35 million a year for four years. That's over $100 billion for a 
Lake Champlain Basis Program. Um, we, there's a lot of stuff to rename things. Why, why that costs so much, I don't know. 7.25 to upgrade the Jimmy Carter Museum. And check this out. $6 million to upgrade the President Ulysses S. Grant Museum. <laughs> well, uh, who even knew there was a... Who, who goes there? Who cares? I mean, uh, Grant, great figure, great historic figure. But $6 million of your tax money to upgrade that museum. You're not looking uh, forward to going to that? You're not knocking down the front door trying to get in? I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess if I were in, where is it? What city? I don't even know. I don't care. It's, uh, <laughs> here we go. 1.2 million for the LBGTQ and Pride Center in California. Uh, 1 million for Zoros House, a community space for gender expansive people. <laughs> I don't know quite what that means. They got uh, millions for all the uh, squad members, of course. Naturally. Something, uh, I don't know what they got. I don't know what Ayanna Presley's uh, uh, earmarks are for, but we should look that up. Um, Yep, we got the LBGTQ Museum in New York. There's all kinds of museums. Museums. Museums should be private. They should be private sector. Uh, and, And, of course, there's money. They increased the budget for the FBI after finding out the FBI is absolutely corrupt and, and uh, silencing uh, and, and, and rigging elections and shutting down free speech. And they're proposing to build them a palatial new headquarters. This is something Republicans have to go along with. It's incredible. Lots of green new deal stuff in here. Uh, $2 million for the MLK labor council in Washington state. MLK from Washington state. Uh, It just, I mean, this is literally, literally pages and pages of pork and we're all in, you know, no, no objecting. It's done. It's going to happen, but uh, never let it be said that they're not listening to the people. Didn't it feel like it was a different time was just so much important stuff and the house was changing hands. It felt like this might be different, that they wouldn't do this, that they wouldn't just openly brazenly, steal for all their pet projects from the taxpayers. But, but no, see, the problem is Democrats do it shamelessly because their constituents don't care. They don't pay attention and they don't mind spending wasteful spending. They're all in. It's what Democrats do. And Republicans, if they object, then they don't get any for their district or their home state. So they have to play ball or they don't get their own, whatever highway or, get something named after them and get a museum. So they play along too. And they hope the taxpayers aren't paying attention. They hope they pass it during the holidays when nobody's paying attention. This is different though. This is Mitch McConnell shiving us all in the back. It's nauseating, but it's the way business is done. You know, there's going to be nothing more nauseating than watching tonight. I think watching them just cheer. The Zelensky is going to get a standing ovation for like a half an hour in Congress. It's going, he's just going to be standing up there and you're going to think that this was, you know, George Washington or, or Churchill uh, reincarnate. It's going to be nauseating. Yeah. But, uh, he's going to get a standing ovation. Everyone's going to start crying. Then Tom Cruise is going to come through the audience, give him a hug and one of his Emmys. It's going to be, no, it, won't, it won't be Tom Cruise, but it will be Tom Hanks. Maybe it will be Sean Penn, Ben Stiller right now the DC switchboards are being inundated with celebrities 
who want to be there, who want photo ops, who want to be at the, the party at the, whatever the palm after the ceremony, who want to just give them a big hug. They don't, they don't care. I mean, these are fabulously wealthy people. They just want to be, they just want the photo op. It's going to be sickening, but, and I'm going to say right now, I'm not turning off my Christmas lights. I'm going to leave them on a little longer tonight. (laughs) Till till morning. (laughs) I'm going to leave them on all day. day. (laughs) Go turn them on Uh, now. If you think that's the most outrageous thing happening in DC, it is, it is, but there's so much more we got to get to. Let's get to this uh, story. And and, and this, I, I don't know why this bothers me so much, but, the idea that the house, uh, the House Ways and Mean, uh, House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal, another swamp creature from Massachusetts, and he is requesting Donald Trump's tax returns being t- handed over to the committee and made public. This just feels so wrong. I mean, doesn't it feel like this is something sacrosanct? You don't you don't get to see anybody's tax returns and then go through them yourself with a fine tooth comb, trying to look for some, you know, some mistake, some oversight. I mean, it's tax returns I assume are big and complicated and there's no reason to see them other than they're never going to stop coming after Trump. They're not going to stop until they put him in jail or at least assure that he will not be on the ballot. And, you know, now that they've, They've finished the January 6th report and it didn't, it didn't resonate. They're recommending charges, uh, but not insurrection, but you know, obstruction of justice, it's going to go nowhere. They don't even have the authority to do it. And I mean, I don't even understand how the incitement applies when you have his tweet saying, go home peacefully. You have his statement saying, go home, you know, respect law enforcement and go home peacefully and patriotically. It's, it's not going to work. It was designed as a show to help them in the midterms. And maybe it did. It was, it, the whole thing was rigged. You had no cross-examination, no dissent, no debate. It was, it, the whole thing was unsavory and un-American. But anyway, that, once that was over and they were done, they uh, decided yesterday that they want, that they're going to get Donald Trump's tax returns. They have them. And they are going to release them and they'll claim that, you know, he's, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, all kinds of mistakes or cheating on here. Uh, and uh, let me find the, uh, the, the quote from, uh, I like this. This is from uh, Trump's lawyer, Trump's spokesperson. I'm sorry. Stephen Chung said this was an unprecedented leak from lame ducks, Democrats, to prove that they're playing a political political game. Now, that's true. Quote, if they are so hell-bent on releasing President Trump's tax returns, which will show he built a very successful business and created numerous lucrative assets throughout his career, they should release the tax returns of Nancy Pelosi and her weirdo husband <laughs> to see how much dirty money they've made selling out America and jeopardizing our national security. That, that is just, that's Trump's spokesman. But I, I got to say, I'm pretty sure... He's speaking for Trump, her weirdo husband. That's the official statement. But I'm all for this. Let's turn over to, let's make Trump's tax returns public, go through them line by line. I think what they'll find is he paid a lot in taxes. He paid a lot. And he didn't make as much money as he would have had he not become president. It hurt his earning, hurt the company, hurt. Oh, yeah. Their bottom line. Unlike Obama and Biden and Clinton, he didn't get rich in office, quite the contrary. I think that's what we're going to learn. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. 
but it also sets a precedent. Republicans take control of the House in a couple of weeks. Day one, let's look at Joe Biden's tax returns. Why not? Why not? Fair for the goose. Let's do it. Let's look at Nancy Pelosi's tax return. If this sets a new precedent, I am all in. Because these people like Pelosi, like Liz Warren, these people have gotten rich, Mitch McConnell, who've gotten rich while on a government payroll, while earning 180000 or whatever, 200000 Pelosi's now worth $140 million. Wouldn't you love to see how she did it? Wouldn't you love to see how Mitch McConnell and his wife, who have deep ties to China, how they've, how they've made their money? And best of all, wouldn't you love to see... I mean, the big secret in D.C. that maybe we'll never know is what did Biden do with all the money? He made tens of millions of, of dollars selling his, the office overseas, as we know from the laptop. We know he sold, sold out to China, to Ukraine, to Russia. We know um, Hunter has made millions because we've heard from his partner, his CEO, Tony Bobulinski, and we've seen the laptop. And he, we know they kicked 10% to the big guy. Where is it all? Let's find out. I'll bet you we'll learn a hell of a lot more new stuff from Biden's tax returns than we will from Trump's. But maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the Democrats just play dirtier. Times like this, I'm jealous. I wish my side fought like this. I wish we I wish voted like that too. And dirty and in the mud. I wish they put together these rig committees with no, you know, you know, no opposing views. Just put it all together. Go at it. These these Soviet style. Uh, show trials and went after the taxes, went after the family. That's what we need. We need people on our side to fight as dirty as the Democrats do. But Sam, speaking of which, I want to get to this. I haven't heard, he hasn't, this hasn't gotten much attention, but um, as we know, SBF built more than a million people out of billions of dollars. He's coming home to face the charges he might be in the air as we speak, heading to New York. He it was it was glorious what happened. He got he got held, he got denied bail. He wanted two hundred fifty thousand bail. Of course, they denied it. He's a flight risk. They put him in the Bahamian jail, which is considered one of the worst in the world. They they have rats and they have maggots and they give him a bucket. They don't have a bathroom. They give him a bucket. And what was the number? They said they had like six guys to each cell. <laughs> and watching this little this little doughboy. Uh, try to, you know, get along with the boys. It lasted a day. And he said, I'm in, I'll, I'll wave extradition. I'll go back to the States. He's facing 115 years. I hope he has to do every day of it, but I'm sure he won't because he paid off all the right people. He paid off and we've gone through it, paid off lots of Democrats, 5.2 billion to Biden, a uh, hundred million to you know the Democrats during the midterms. He swung the election without his money. We're probably talking about a Republican Senate, but what's the difference? Mitch McConnell would have been uh, the leader. That's, and we don't see that either. But anyway, anyway, most people you know, who've been contacted have agreed to give the money back. Of course you give the money back. It's not your money. It's not his money. He stole it. And right now there are people trying to make the victims right. Hell, SBF himself says that's his goal, to make this right for all his victims. He doesn't mean it. He's just trying to avoid life in prison. But even, I mean, some people I didn't expect, like uh, like uh, Beto O'Rourke got a million dollars. He gave it back. Beto O'Rourke doesn't even have a job. He lost. He, he gave the... Uh, $1 million back 
and they will use it to, I'm, I'm sure the victims who lost billions, one victim lost a quarter of a billion dollars. So I'm sure they'll try to make it right as best they can. And I guess you could do, you can only go so far, but um, lots of people say, oh, Dick Durbin says he's going to donate it to an appropriate charity. What sense does that make? I mean, it's better than keeping it, but it's not your money to give to charity. It's not his money. It's he stole it. That means he's keeping it though. (laughs) How is this even a question? I know Tucker did a segment because this media company semaphore, I'm not even sure how they make their money semaphore. It's his former uh, New York Times guy, BuzzFeed guy, Ben Smith, started his media company. And I guess I know why, because he started a media company and SPF started sending him millions of dollars. You know, he sent money. He, he paid off the New York Times. He paid off Axios and all these other media companies. And of course you have to give it back. Semaphore says, no, we're not giving it back. How is that even legal? That's not your money. But which brings me to uh, Massachusetts Congresswoman Jake Auchincloss. You remember her. She appeared down in, uh, uh, where's the summer set down the Fall River area, uh, area with Joe Biden. And he, he wanted to shout out and said, where is she? Where's Jake? And Jake was there and waved. And then Biden realized Jake, Jake, like Jake from State Farm. It's like, Jake's a guy. Jake's, oh, Jake's a guy. But he was close. He had a 50-50 shot and he got it wrong. So he appears on BUR, that's a Boston welfare station that gets uh, taxpayer money. Speaking of which, talking about taking money that's not yours. And they say, you're going to give the money back uh, that you got from this crook, this thief. I believe it was uh, $5,800 to Oakenclaus to get reelected, which wasn't even a question. The thing that, the thing that you, the reason you know he had ill intent when he made these donations as he made them to people who were safely going to get reelected. If it was close, he didn't waste his money. He gave it to people he knew incumbents. He knew would get elected mostly because he, he wanted them on his side. He, he did it for the power for the quid pro quo. And he did it. He donated to people with no scruples like this guy and knew they would owe him. That's why he did it. So he gives 5,800 to Auchincloss, whatever its name. Um, and he's contacted and they say, are you going to give the money back? Quote, I'm not going to send money to a guy in a Bahamian jail. That's for sure. The money is out the door helping to elect Democrats. And we've seen already that under the leadership of chairman, chairwoman waters, that'd be Maxine waters, that Democrats on the Financial Services Committee have held bad actors to account for a ra- across a range of industries. What? Now I don't know if the, the Boston Globe has covered this. I'm sure they haven't. They're you know they're on they're all in on it. I wouldn't be surprised to be sent money to them. Although he probably doesn't think they they have any effect. But is anybody going to call this guy out besides us? Jake Oakenclaw says. He's not going to give the money back because he's not going to send it to a guy in jail. That's not what you do, stupid. You send it to the guy. <laughs> Hell, you send it to the uh, to the guy, what's his name, John Ray, who's the new CEO. You send it to the people prosecuting the case, and they give it to the victims. 5800 bucks. that's not small. That's real money. And he says, it's good. The money is helping to elect Democrats. So, in other words... What 
the, the money that SBF stole from people and his intent was to use it to buy, you know, to, to, to help Democrats get elected, his friends. And it's still going to go, it's still going to go to that purpose because this guy has no morals. This guy, Jake Oakenclaus, either that or he's just dumb, but he went to Harvard. He's got a great resume, by the way. It's, I mean, he's not going to get anywhere in the Democrat party, but he was in the military, went to Harvard. That, he's got a lot of experience. He's, he's an impressive guy. And maybe he didn't think this through, but you're going to take the money and, and you're going to keep it. You're going to keep it. So the guy stole it. It's like some guy robbing a bank and then like buying your car with cash. And you say, oh, good. And the cops come and they say, that's not your money. Oh, yes, it is. And, uh, no, it isn't. You have to give this back, Jake. It goes to the victims. But there's no, you know, he's a Massachusetts Democrat. So there's no price to pay. It's just insane. But all right, let's... uh Let's get, speaking of insane Massachusetts Democrats, let's get to the new rules in Boston. If you go to a bar or restaurant, this is changing things. This is changing people's lives. And KJP, the, the dumbest press secretary in, in American history, uh, forgot about something that happened about, what was it, 20, 20, uh, 21 years ago? And... Uh, <laughs> She just forgot about that little thing that happened on 9-11. But we'll get to KJP. She never, she's she's always there for us, always providing for us. Let me do Shay, and then we'll get to a lot more. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home, or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home. Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shea, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away. They put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen. And when they're done, your house looks better and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. Uh, let's do KJP because she never fails every day. She's just an embarrassment. She's just so bad at the job. She's just so bad at the job. I mean, she is. I Kamala Harris is close, but who would be the worst example, the, 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 the best argument against identity politics, against quota hires? I mean, she checks a lot of boxes. We know that she's married to a CNN reporter. She's, you know, she's an immigrant, she's gay, she's a woman, she's everything. And she sucks at the job. That doesn't really matter under, in the Biden regime, doesn't matter, but she makes every other press secretary look competent, look honest, by the way. So she was talking, I don't even know why, time of January 6th again, because it's their favorite subject, must have been talking about the, the sham January 6th commission uh, that finished their work and recommended charges against Trump and nobody cared. But I just find this amazing. I mean, you want to exercise, you, you want to go in a you know, hyperbole, go nuts. But there's certain things you can't forget in this country. And one of them is 9-11. 
It just, you can't. It's, if, it's, it's fairly recent. It affected a lot of people. It killed almost 3,000 innocent Americans. You know how many people, you know how many innocent Americans were killed on January 6th? One. That would be Ashley Babbitt. One. Shot in the throat by a, uh, a, a Capitol cop, Michael Byrd. Uh, no, no charges or anything, but just shot an unarmed Air Force vet in the throat. Anyway, one death, one death. Lots of you know arrests and everything. Great video visuals, but I find it obscene that anybody could ever compare January sixth to anything uh, you know, of that of nine you know, eleven, Pearl Harbor, Civil War, whatever. But you just, I mean, you can't forget nine eleven. That's offensive. But let's listen to this dope do exactly that. Go ahead. Uh, we've been very clear from the beginning that what we saw on January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. And uh, the president has been very clear. Our democracy continues and remains under threat. Okay, I looked it up. You know where she was on 9-11? Guess. Uh, some European country. I don't know. No, that's a good guess because, you know, it's probably something she did. You know, I, I, love, I love when you... Think when they sh- when you meet these people, and you say, "Oh, she she must have been overcome a lot. Her parents were immigrants and everything." And then all you see is private high schools and and Harvard and Columbia. And I mean, they just they they live a life of privilege. Um, she was in New York City. She was at Columbia in one of her graduate programs. She was there. She was close enough to see the friggin' smoke. She she lived through it. And she thinks January 6th was worse. I mean, that <laughs> the worst thing since the Civil War. And forget about, you know, a little Pearl Harbor thing, World War II. But just uh, just annoys the hell out of me when you, and you yeah, man, you want, you want to say it's the, whatever, the worst attack on the Capitol or something. Go ahead. You can't say it's the worst threat attack on a democracy because that's exactly what 9-11 was, an attack on us, our democracy, our way of life. And 3,000 people, 2,900 and something, 74, I think, died that day, innocent people. And she thinks the day where one innocent American was killed by a Capitol cop was worse. Someone should just stand up and say, are you crazy? Are you, are you forgetting something there? Cringe, John Pierre. All right, we got to move. Uh, we're gonna move. Let's get to let's get to my neighborhood here in Boston. Big news yesterday. Who says Michelle Wu, our governor, is not getting things done? Uh, she, our little our little uh, uh, carpetbagger, blowing teen governor, teen governor, teen mayor, Michelle Wu, uh, absolute lightweight, but super woke, super woke. Uh, they, you know. Sort of, the whole city hall is full of cringe on peers. A lot of identity politics. That's what really matters. Merit out the window. We we choose people now in this city, as in most cities, based on immutable characteristics. So she's getting things done. This is from the Boston Herald. TVs in Boston bars and restaurants will now have more textual activity as Mayor Michelle Wu signed an order into law requiring them to have closed captioning on. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Wu celebrated the ordinance with a signing ceremony on Tuesday in an effort to better help people who are hard of hearing 
and have other disabilities to know what's going on on the TV. Look at her. She's celebrated with, of course, a sign language guy. There are issues, problems in this city like everywhere else. There's homelessness. There's crime. There's, uh, there's, there's taxes. There's traffic. And this is how our teen mayor spent her day celebrating that she's mandating bars have closed captioning on the TV. Okay, quick question for you, Ironhead, or anybody on the on the comment line. I'm ready. You've been at a few bars, right? With, with games on TV or big events on TV, right? Quite a few. You ever remember the crowd, the patrons all listening to the TV? Just uh, do you ever remember a, a bar that's quiet enough so you could hear the TV? Well, I mean, I don't. I've been in a few bars with games on, big games, playoff games whatever, you know, whatever world series game. I don't ever remember listening to the volume. Jack Edwards just can't miss. Oh, is that <laughs> ruins game? Oh, gee. You know what? If that means they don't have to have Jack Edwards volume up, I'm in all in on this ordinance. <laughs> if, this, if this requires them to turn the volume down, I'm all in because I enjoy watching the Bruins. Jack ruins it. He ruins the game for me. I don't know. Got in my head. I just can't stand play by play guys or color guys who think it's the, the people are tuning in for them. Mm. And he's the best example ever. He thinks people watch games for him. The game, that's secondary. They tune in to listen to him perform. And that drives me nuts. And I can't stand it. I can't listen. If I'm going to watch a Bruins game and they, you tell me it's on the network or whatever, uh, ESPN or whatever, I say, oh, good. I don't have to hear Jack. But there she is, Michelle Wu, celebrating. Really? I, I tweeted about this and I had a couple people say, Oh, this is, you know, you don't care. A guy said he had two deaf kids and this is good for them. And I said, that's great for them, I guess, but nobody can hear the volume. Nobody goes to a bar and watches a game and sits there the whole time going, Oh wait, what did, uh, what did, uh, who's the, what did Jonathan Vilma just say on that last play? Oh, I mean, you don't, you just assume it'll be too loud. You'll watch the game. You'll, you'll know what's going on. You can see the score and all that. But if this, if she just said, you know, bar should put the closed captioning on, it'd be fine, but we need a law. We need a ordinance to make them do it. Are they going to go into bars now and say, Oh wait, that TV doesn't have closed captioning. I'm going to write you a ticket. You know, that's coming. You know, you will. You're right. You'll see. It'll probably be in the North End because as we know, in the North End, those guys who own those restaurants didn't vote for Michelle Wu's. And she took her revenge day one, made them pay to put a friggin' table on the sidewalk. No other neighborhood had to do that. Just the North End because she knew they didn't vote for her. But we'll see. That'll, That'll be interesting to see how she enforces this. But anyway, all right, we should, uh, anything good on the comment line, Ironhead? Yeah, we just got people uh, talking about um, Ilhan Omar does saying. Mean, does anyone disagree that this is a big deal that you get to have closed captioning? <laughs> no. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm fine with it because when you think about it, if you're sitting there, you're bored, maybe you're by yourself and you're, you're sick of looking at your phone, you could just look up and read the scroll, right? But it's always like 12 seconds behind, too. It's never. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I've, I could sit there like, you know, like right now I get the volume down on my TV and I could read what they're talking, they're talking about Franco Harris, RIP Franco Harris, who, who died a couple of days before he was going to get his number retired. Number 32. I can't believe it isn't already retired, but they've had a big ceremony, 50th anniversary 
of the uh, Immaculate Reception. I'm looking at it right now, pretty amazing play. I was all all in on that. Uh, they were going to honor him and, and, and retire his jersey this weekend, and he passed away yesterday. Oh, man. How old was that's he? 72. Oh, that's a bummer. I think he was overrated as a running back, but apparently a good man, a good teammate, a leader. Uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't like in the class of O.J. Simpson or, or Walter Payton or certainly uh, Barry Sanders, but apparently was a good man and he's uh, no longer with us. And I'm sure the ceremony will be very emotional when they retire his number on, uh, when I was a kid, every week the Steelers were on. They were just constantly on. They were like, I, I feel like I've watched a million Steelers games, including games with uh, Franco and Rocky Byron and Terry Bradshaw. I could name probably the whole defense of the Steelers of the 70s. You know, you had L.C. Greenwood and uh, Mean Joe Green and Ernie Holmes and Jack Lambert and Jack Ham and Mel Blunt. Uh, I can tell you their numbers, too, if you want to know. Uh, maybe we'll do that another day. We got to wrap this up. I got to go do TV shows. I got all day, all day. I got to get my makeup done, do the hair, do the hair. I got to mm, get ready. Get all pretty. Get ready. <laughs> I can remember not to swear. <laughs> um, can't do that. But did you watch any of my appearances yesterday, Ironhead? I watched all except for the late night one. Oh, that was too late for you? That was the best one because she was good. Jen Pellegrino was good. She was, uh, she's, I'm, 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 I'm a fan. I'm I, had, a big fan. I had people reach out and said that you were a fan and that she's going to be coming on the program. Hopefully yes, it was, yeah, was chemistry. Yeah. There was definitely some chemistry there. <laughs> yeah. So I, and, and uh, right. I asked her to come on this show and she said, anytime, yeah, anytime. Happen. unfortunately, uh, we'll probably be doing it remotely, but uh, we're going to get her on big day. Crazy day. We'll be watching as uh, Zelensky gets honored in Washington. And I hope this video of SPF, I know it's federal court. There'll probably be no cameras and there'll be those stupid drawings, but I hope that fat load shows up and there's some cameras to just see the fear on his face. Sick of people acting like he's anything but a thief and a crook and a criminal. And uh, maybe we'll start to put the pressure on Jake Oakenclaw. Give the money back, Jake. Do the right thing. But... We will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Iron Ed, thank you. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. You can check me out on Newsmax. I think it's 1.30 and then again it's 7.50 and then again at midnight. Just, uh, just, just, I'll be tweeting. I'll be on Newsmax and you'll, you can see me there, but you can see me back here tomorrow. Thanks again. This is The Callahan Show. We'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.